1988 Regulation EEC number 1677-88, better known as the Cucumber Bending Regulation, came on stream. Until 2009, this was the rule stipulating that cucumbers of the grade extra may only have a maximum curvature. The first reaction one has to ask is, what was the point? And who had the spine to repel it? The answer is, as with most regulation from the EU, is that of simple self-interest. The regulation was the 1,677th of that year. EU still pumps out a net 80 directives, 1,200 regulations and 700 decisions a year. All that affects our lives, mostly unnoticed, except the LED lights and the lower power hovers. Unspoken rulemaking, such as those intended to correct people by emphasising words that might hurt disadvantaged people, creates a division between the whingers and the doers. Focusing on actions that improve the circumstances of these people requires much more effort than enforcing ever more rules of etiquette. When commentators talk about political correctness gone mad, what they're saying is that the idea of changing our language started with good intentions, but has now gone so far that ordinary people are bemused, browbeaten to the point of silence. While some do-gooders fret that playing chess is a form of racism, white goes first, European regulation blocked the import of cucumbers from African farmers. In an episode in the first series, Stop, Move Over, I mentioned the fact that as a parent, I introduced a limited number of rules and enforced them consistently. I noticed that children from parents that apply too many rules are often unclear what their expectations should be. Uncertainty is a killer in the financial markets for a reason. Children like the bemused uninformed populace have two courses of action available. The first is to shut up, suck it all up and comply. For example, in the category of parental rules I classify as stop you might get hurt, the child stops thinking for themselves and truly believes that the world is a dangerous place. In the arena of friendship and marriage, one observes a similar pattern of behaviour that when they are subject to coercive action. The difference is the intent of risk elimination, rather than, of course, enforcing cynical control. The alternative is to, mo- is to move all rule-breaking activity underground, where it can fester unobserved for years. Eventually, the rebel either gets caught and lashes out, or joins the wrong crowd that provides the confidence to lash out. What is always a surprise is that parents are surprised. Also, how do you know the child has joined but never started a wrong crowd? Alcohol consumption dropped by 70% at the start of Prohibition, in America's 20s, but doubled throughout the decade as everyone found ways to bootleg. Did manage to create NASCAR, which is nice, but also Al Capone. Rulemaking in technology departments also suffers from the law of the control point. The law stipulates that the person introducing a new rule, control point or sign-off requirement must be distant from the poor devils that have to comply. The cost of ever-invasive directives such as GDPR is the reason why technology departments deliver so slowly. So please, go easy on them. I had a brief period inside a set of technology in a large firm. The administrators randomly placed me in various signatory lists that the development teams had to obtain before they could move to deployments. 
The challenge I faced was that these teams were in areas that I did not have a scrap of knowledge. Mostly I ignored the request. However, on Friday afternoons, panic was set in from the teams as they needed to deploy that weekend and those that can sign off were leaving. Just before my own departure, I would cave in and provide sign-off. The gratitude was palpable. I had spread the love. It made me feel good about myself and my act of rebellion, even for a brief moment.